0: The title of of my uh, message is, The Lord is Near, or The Lord is at Hand. And it is a part of the scripture in uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 5. It says, Let everyone come to know your gentleness, because, or then it states, The Lord is at hand, or the Lord is near. Now, whenever we think of Philippians, and especially Philippians 4, Uh, the most popular scripture, I think, of that chapter is rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's verse 4. And uh, Paul, you would would think that, okay, where's Paul at whenever he's writing this? He's, He's up on the mountaintop, you know, overlooking the the green pastures and seeing all the goodness of God and seeing the fruits of his ministry. And he's saying, rejoice in the Lord and be happy. You know, no, not be happy. Rejoice in the Lord. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. But Paul isn't up on the mountain. Paul's in prison. <laughs> okay, now, since Paul is in prison, what's, what's going on? He, you know, he's, he's chained to a, a Roman soldier, at least and he has no freedom and people come to visit him and things but he isn't free he he definitely is chained up but in this letter to the philippians 16 times he writes about rejoicing uh he talks about how that uh the um uh, how that god is the one who, who is with us the lord is near now often when i when i was reading this and thinking over it the the well, I was reading through this chapter, and I, then this popped out, the Lord is near, the Lord is at hand. And sometimes um, we, we think, okay, you know, i got to straighten up my conversation. God is listening. <laughs> you know, oh, i got to straighten up my thoughts. God is, God is, you know, he's in my head, and he's, he knows what I'm thinking, you know. Well, it isn't that we have to straighten it up. We need to ask God for help. See, the Lord is near not just to, okay, David, you did that wrong. (laughs) You know, um, he's there helping us. We need to pray. We need to pray and to recognize that God is near us. Now, If getting up in the morning, and there's always difficult in our life, whether it's going traffic, whether it's family, whether it's getting out of the, you know, whatever, whether it's with the people at work, whether it's the afternoon, whether it doesn't matter, we need to pray ahead of time that God be with us. So no matter what our trials are, no matter what our days are, no matter what our mood is, we need to be praying that God, who is near us, well, one scripture says, God is never so far away as to be just near. But in the word, in this case, meanings that, you know, you are the air I breathe. <laughs> you are my breath. You are, you know, the air that I breathe in my lungs. You know, the, 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 and it's a very important part because every time we take a breath, oxygen goes into our lungs. And it's dispersed from our lungs into the blood and from the blood to every cell of our body. So every cell of our body has to have oxygen. If you cut off oxygen, cut off blood flow, that part will die. Now if you wrap a string around your finger and your finger turns blue, what's it telling you? No blood. If you don't take that off, no finger. finger. (laughs) All right, so. The idea is that we want God to be part of every aspect of our life and not, the shut, not shutting off the blood flow, the spirit flow of God to every aspect of who we are as a person. So, you know, this happiness then, or not, I don't want to say happiness because happiness depends upon happenings, you know, what happens to us. Joy is not about what happens. Um... The contrast between happiness, excuse me, the contrast to happiness um, in contrast, let me read this properly after the fourth try. In contrast to happiness stands joy. Running deeper and stronger, joy is the quiet, confident assurance of God's love and work in our lives. That he will be there no matter what happens No matter what, happy, no matter what, okay, there we go. No matter what, okay, happiness depends on happenings, joy depends on Christ. So we find that it it is a confident assurance. Joy is a confident assurance that God is there. Now, when we read this verse, verse 5, let everyone know your gentleness, okay, but then there's this phrase, the Lord is at hand, the Lord is near. But if we take that phrase, the Lord is near, and put it in front of each of the things that Paul is telling us here in chapter 4 we are finding that it helps us to understand god is the oxygen that flows to every part of our not every part of our life and if god is in, involved in every part of our life then god has a plan for every part of our life but the trouble is we have a problem <laughs> How many don't listen? <laughs> I mean, not now, you know. How many are not listening to my sermon? <laughs> what would he say? What would he say? <laughs> I like the, the, the preacher that, um, he always had this guy that fell asleep in church, you know. And uh, so, and, and he would always, you know, and, and I, one person said that to me about why do people sleep in church. He says, probably it's the only place they have any rest. <laughs> So, who knows? But anyhow, he said, um, very quietly, he said something like, well, you know, all those who are going to hell, stand up! And the guy jumped up. <laughs> so, you know, there's a way to get even with somebody, you know. You know, you know so. But anyhow, whenever we're paying attention, oh, whenever we're paying attention to the Holy Spirit, You know, we're quickened on the inside. Don't talk about that. Don't bring up that part of your life. Don't rehash that anymore. Just let it go. How many continue to bring it up in your head? So you're going to bed with Delilah too, huh? (laughs) That was last week's sermon. (laughs) Oh, Delilah was... Not only uh, Samson's uh, prostitute that he wanted, that he was living with, Delilah is the thoughts that we're no good. <laughs> it's never going to work out. It's, uh, I, I, I like this, I like that. Those are the thoughts that we continue to go to bed with and rehash in our head. And God is saying, don't go to bed with them because they'll gouge out your eyes and you won't be able to see <laughs> see the truth. So, anyhow, Back to the message. (laughs) Everything is part of my message. Did you know that? (laughs) I'm glad you do. You know, just for a moment, (laughs) I want to talk about something. And um, it's been, well, going back to my, my fall and hitting my head, Maybe that's what did it. Hit my head and I'm thinking about it. But, you know, the more I think about my fall and being propelled and hitting my head, you know, and when I when I woke up and sat up, I was really I was really thanking God. I mean, I can't believe that I would sit up. I can't believe what's well, for believers. Well, it was hard for me to understand that after I was hurt like that, that I would sit up and I would start thanking God. Now, I don't know if you've ever fallen down and gotten hurt and the first thing you get up and do is say, oh God, thank you. (laughs) But I did. Now, that was a surprise to me. And I shouldn't be, but it was a surprise to me because I was thanking God and my spirit knew God had helped me or protected me. Okay? Now, people look, well, you didn't do a very good job, but look at your head, you know. But this is wonderful compared to what could have happened. So I was caught. You know, the Bible says, you you know, if you stumble that God will catch you. (laughs) Well, in this case, after when I sat up, I really felt like God had protected me and caught me. And, you know, I've been in some... Difficult places, <laughs> you know, I was almost, I was wrapped around a power takeoff shaft and people don't survive that. And, you know, I, I pulled out of it, you know, and I, I you know, I just kind of, at that moment, I felt like, wow. God helped me. Thought that, I, boy, you're strong, David. <laughs> I felt, whoa, God, you helped me. And there are those types of situations that we, we are preparing ourselves for them. Now, it isn't like nothing bad's ever going to happen. It is that no matter what happens, we are safe. And that we've made up our mind ahead of time that the Lord is near. The Lord is here. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is the very air I breathe. So whenever I am now conscious of God and his presence in me and around me, then I become more conscious then of what I'm thinking. Okay, and that what are the what are my what are the God thoughts? You see, we can we can read things, and it's important, you know, that we read a lot. You know, people reader leaders are readers, readers are leaders. You know, people who read, young hey, young people, <laughs> and the rest of us uh, <laughs> what we read helps us to understand. You know, we can't experience everything in life. So reading then helps us to see things and helps us to understand how people, you know, I I, I got the book on uh, uh, Winston Churchill. I can't find it, but I bought it. It's at home somewhere. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I bought it. And then there was another book there on Abraham Lincoln. But the idea is I I remember uh, Rudy Giuliani in, in New York, um, when the 9-11 happened, he said he was reading the autobi- autobiography of Winston Churchill. And it was that, how that Winston Churchill stay- stayed the course against Germany in order for England to survive and not succumb to, to, the, to the German occupation and, and German destruction. And it was reading how Churchill did this, that Juliana, Julian, well, you know, Rudy, <laughs> Rudy, my friend, you know, he had a plan for how to deal with 9-11 crisis for the New York City. And you see, for us, reading how that <laughs> Samson was able to, even with all of his faults, he was able to experience the grace of God to the point that when it's written about his history in the New Testament in Hebrews 11... There's no mention of his failures. There's he subdued, you know. He 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 stopped the mouths of lions. He subdued kingdoms. You know, you know. He was able to do because God's grace is greater than our sin. And we need to allow the thoughts of God, which Paul writes here. He, he's trying to help us understand that in prison. We're not in prison. Outward circumstances do not dictate the joy and the attitude of our heart. Okay? Thank you. Amen. (laughs) Because God is near. God is here. So what we are doing then is not changing our mind. We are recognizing the reality of our relationship. We are recognizing the reality of our relationship with God. And that well, was it my prayer that stopped the storm from whatever? I don't know, but it was part. That's what I prayed for. Well, you know, sometimes you pray and the storms hit, and then what? Well, God has another plan. But it doesn't mean we stop praying. So we pray for those things. We pray for protection. We pray for guidance. We pray for blessing. You know, when I think about, you know, our farm, we farmed 100, you know, planted 150 acres of corn. What would it take to plant 10,000 acres? okay? You just don't do that. You just don't wake up one morning and say, you know what? I'm going to plant 10,000 acres of corn. Well, I thought we were pretty big whenever we went from a two-row corn planter to a four-row. I mean, we were really going big time then. You know, there's 36, I don't know how big they go, 48 rows. And, you know, it's, it's just mammoth, the equipment. And then, you know, we would plow the field, we'd harrow the field, we'd pl- fertilize the field. Out there, you just put it all in one swath (laughs) you know and the tractors you use 300,000 400,000 for one machine you just don't go and do that there's a lot of planning and you know what I believe that God wants to take us from our concepts you see our world is what we have in our heads and our minds and we have a 150 acre farm you know we have 150 acres of corn, all right? So what's it going to take to go to 200? Oh my gosh, do you know what I have to do to go to, what do I have to do to go to 1,000? What do I have to do to go to 10,000? You see? So in our minds, we often put God within a framework of limita- limitations. This is, this is my limits because this is all the further I've been. See? These are my limits because this is all that I expect to happen, given what I have to work with. Now, God is telling us that he is the source and that he is the one who will multiply the harvest and that we then must, you know, how many bushels, you know, for us, how many bushels of corn does it take to fill the silo and feed the cows that we have for a year? That's what we try to do. Well, what does a person with 10,000 acres do? <laughs> you see, his concepts of an understanding are mind-boggling <laughs> to someone like myself who grew up on a farm that we farmed 100 to 150 acres of corn. Sorry. So... Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, verse 4. Rejoice means that we are singing and talking about praising and being grateful. So we are rejoicing, not that bad things happen, but that God is with us to see us through the difficulties. See, we're not (laughs) sadistic. Oh, wow, I can't wait till I fall down and break my nose. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whoa, I'm just happy that good, bad things are coming. No, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of God's blessing, his protection, and when I hit the concrete, you know, I will get up again. And if I don't get up, it's okay, I'm going home. But until, you know, so we rejoice knowing that we're always safe. And that God is going to take, so rejoice in the Lord. So here's Paul in prison. <laughs> He's in prison. Okay, Prison. Not our modern-day prisons. (laughs) He's in prison. He says, rejoice in the Lord. And and in case you missed it, I want to say it again. (laughs) Rejoice in the Lord. In case you missed it, 16 times in these four chapters, he writes to the Philippians. In case you missed it, 16 times he's telling us to rejoice. He's got a pattern here, all right? Now, verse five, let everyone come to know your gentleness. I, I usually don't have an anger problem, <laughs> but sometimes I do. <laughs> and, the, and the Bible says, let everyone know your gentleness because the Lord is near. Okay, he's not here saying, checking off, you know, David, you blew that again. He is here saying, David, Don't let it, you know, here I am to help you, see you through this, so that whatever it is that's making you hurt or angry or whatever doesn't. Be gentle. Hmm. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing. The Lord is near. Anxiety problems. (laughs) Being anxious is that we are worried about what's coming. God says, be anxious for you know paul saying be anxious why the lord is near he is here so take those fears and make them prayers (laughs) you want the anxiety pill is prayer (laughs) the anxiety pill is prayer so if you want to take a pill for anxiety take the pill of prayer meaning that you take that situation whatever it is and say okay god this is what this is all that i know of it my anxiousness tells me one thing, My, I, I don't see another, but, so you put the anxiousness aside and you say, okay, God, and you, and you bring it before the Lord. And when your anxiousness returns, take it to the Lord in prayer. Well, I already prayed once, so are you still anxious? Yeah, well, then take it to the Lord again. Are you still anxious? Take it to the Lord again. You take, you take, you, you bring that to God because He is near, He is here. He's in our hearts and our minds. He is the very air that we breathe. He's in every cell of our body. If the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, He will quicken your mortal body. He will change your mortal body to an immortality, immortal. So He is in part of every cell of our body. Now, what about those people who were buried at sea? <laughs> what about the people that died 2,000 years ago? God knows every cell of their body. And they're going to have a bodily resurrection. How's he going to pull that off? (laughs) He's God. In everything by prayer. See? Anxious prayer. Prayer then is a solemn request for help. My wife says, if you'd have waited for help, you wouldn't have fallen. Thank you, dear. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, you know, she's, she's correct. <laughs> if God wanted me to have help, he'd have made two of me. <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> Don't you recognize a joke? <laughs> so shh, dear, quiet. <laughs> you want to come up here and preach? I'll give you next Sunday. But uh, just people in the pew, be quiet. I'm preaching. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, <laughs> what, where was I? Oh, everything by prayer. So if you need help, ask, you know, one of the things is um, request for help. We don't like to request help. I don't know why. How many don't like to request help? Thank you. Go tell them, dear. <laughs> but no, we need to, when things are, you know, just not the strength of whatever we had before. But anyhow, a, a request for an expression of thanks addressed to God in everything by prayer, that everything has an expression of thanksgiving. See, every prayer... That we're anxious about we are tying not worry but thanksgiving whenever we think when we have anxiety we have a problem and we have an emotion that is attached to it and the emotion is telling us about the the uh, the problem well god is saying that paul is saying here that we have the holy spirit he is near us and that every situation that comes we are to take that to the lord in prayer with thanksgiving. We're canceling out the anxiousness. We're canceling out the fear and, and, and attaching thanksgiving because thanksgiving has an expectation of good. Worry has an expectation of bad. <laughs> oh, I can never do this or whatever. Do you know what will happen if I take this? And then we have an emotion and we have a fear and we have an expected outcome. God, this is an event, but... I don't know what to do. I pray for your guidance. I ask for your help. And I thank you, God, that there is a plan and a purpose and that we're going to work out to the good. Totally different outcome. I thought of the prayer of Jabez Jabez in 1 Chronicles 4.10. It says, well, first of all, verse 9 says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, so he's a good guy, better than his brothers. Reminds me of me. And his mother... That's a little joke. But his mother named him Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Now, my mom never said that about me. I was a pain, all right? But Jabez was a pain. Every time they say, hi, Jabez, hi, you big pain. Okay? So Jabez is this guy who's doing his best not to be a pain. But every time somebody mentions his name, it reminds him that he's a big pain. And Jabez called verse 10 and Jabez called out to the out to the God of Israel if only you would bless me and enlarge my territory. So here's a man who's a big pain. <laughs> His name re- reminds everybody that he, you know, he, he's never, you know, he's just causing pain in everybody's life. May your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. God, free me from my name and the expectations of my name. Free me from my pain. <laughs> so, the prayer of Jabez is one, I think, there's, there's a whole bunch. I, I read this one article, uh, this guy wrote about why the prayer of Jabez is wrong you know, <laughs> how the modern interpretation of God's blessing thing is wrong because nobody takes into consideration God's sovereignty. And he was talking about how the God's sovereignty overrides our faith and belief that God can take our pain away and enlarge our territories. <laughs> and it's something how we can look at the same thing and our faith can tell us one thing and our head can tell us another. So I'm praying that God will take away my pain. And what is the pain? I think pain sometimes is, again, our thoughts. How we've tried things and failed. How that um, we've not been strong enough (laughs) in our weakness. We didn't listen the last time God prompted us. You see, those are not God's thoughts. Those are the enemy's thoughts to keep us from believing for God to do something different, free me from my pain. So, pain—you know—whenever we want to do something, <laughs> um, when we want to do something, we we remember the pain, and there's the pain and the pleasure. <laughs> you know, the reward or it's going to hurt. Sometimes it has to hurt in order to have the pleasure. <laughs> the Boys playing football and all that. You're going through practice, and you're going to get hurt, hurting. You know, you know. It's just not fun to get run over by somebody. You know, unless you're going to run over them. You know, see, that was always the challenge. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and so, what are you doing? You're practicing and going through the pain of workouts and sweat and falling down and you know, all that stuff and getting up and how many, you know, when you get knocked down, you're going to get up. What is that? That's a preparation. You're going through all of this pain in order to celebrate the victory of a win or uh, of playing your best and growing on from there. It's, it's important that we see that the difficulties we go through are part of a learning process. And sometimes we don't know what that is until we're older. So anyhow... And everything by prayer and supplication. Now, unlike prayer of petition, which is praying on behalf of others, the prayer of supplication is generally a request for us, for the person who is praying. Prayer and supplication is prayer. We pray for the needs of other people and so on. But supplication means not only do I pray for others, I pray for God, for my, myself. So what we're trying to do is set, set our minds on the things that are above You know, we're thinking of what godly things are going in our life and what God wants to do through these situations. How is God going to move? And we do so with gratitude. We are thankful, being thankful, ready to show appreciation. We are showing appreciation for God, to God, for an answer that isn't here yet. Well, what is worry? Worry is having anxiety about something that hasn't happened yet. I'm worried about tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. And we're worried about the outcome that is painful. God is saying, take the situation. Make a prayer out of it with thanksgiving, with an expectation of good, with gratitude. Make your request known to God because the Lord is near you. He is at hand. And the peace of God, the peace of God, we have expressions of that, when Jesus is peace be still, calms the storm. Whenever he, you know, touched the blind in eyes. And whenever he, you know, rise and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're healed. We see all of these things going on. And it surpasses our understanding. Now, why would I get up after banging my head, <laughs> you know, hurting my, as it were, hurting, and be thanking God that it was, this was, wow, you really took care of me. That doesn't compute. But you see, we are being thankful because God is there. He will protect. (laughs) All right. And I know I'm running out of time, but God will protect. With gratitude, make your request known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will protect. The peace of God will protect. God is going to, you know, Job 1.10, and this is the devil talking. Hast thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. God, you're protecting him. <laughs> the peace of God will protect us. The Lord is near. Your hearts and your minds. He will protect your heart and your mind. He'll protect your thinking. You know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Notice that, as a man thinketh in his heart. And it says here that God will protect your hearts and your mind. You see, out of our substance of who we are as a person, God is protecting that. It's a very sensitive, it's a very prominent area of who we are, your heart, your emotions, the seat of your emotions, the seat of who you are. Uh, of what you're going to believe for, what you're going to call is there. And God says he will protect it, protect your hearts and your mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That we, we don't think of robbery. Jesus did not think of robbery to be equal to God. He will, he will protect your mind. You know, <laughs> we, sometimes we say, well, what's mine is yours. And what's yours is mine. (laughs) Well, you know, in the marriage and in the family, it's, you know, it belongs. But what's mine is God's. What's God's is mine. Oh, wait a minute. There's got to be a mix-up there. But there isn't. God wants to bless us, not that we are, you know, Jabez, expand my bond. It wasn't so that Jabez could blow this all on himself. It was that the kingdom of God and the blessing of God needs to, needs to grow, grow out from where we are. The Lord is near. He says, finally, brothers, what to, what to, think on these things. Okay? The Lord is near. Whatever things are true, <laughs> think about the things that are true. Now, this is your going to bed with the truth with God okay whatsoever things are honest free of uh, distrust (laughs) free of deceit whatever things are just morally right and fair whatever things are pure not mixed with any other material whatsoever things are lovely exquisitely beautiful whatsoever things are of a good report A person's high standing among others. If there is any virtue, if there's any behavior showing that is of a high moral character, if there is any virtue, and if there is any praise, a warm approval, think on these things. Because the Lord is near. (laughs) The Lord is here. These are his thoughts. And you see, when you think of these, remember, God is thinking of these with you, with me. He's thinking about the truth of our life. The facts, the realities. God knows what we can become. Honest. (laughs) Truthfulness. What's our, our just, morally right God sees these things in our life. Pure. Not what's mixed up in garbage. But what's lovely. What's of a good report. What's virtuous. What's praiseworthy. God is thinking about that with you. And I. So what are we to do? Rejoice in God. (laughs) Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice because he is here so everyone say he is here he is here and we're going to say it one more time and then we're going to point <laughs> where we point to our hearts and our heads remember he is here <laughs> amen let's stand <laughs> god we thank you that you are here in our hearts and our minds, protecting us. And God, we thank you that we can rejoice in you, knowing that there is an expected outcome. God, you have an expected outcome that is different than what we think and feel or what has happened in the past. The expected outcome, Lord, is that your divine favor will help us grow in our abilities... (laughs) To farm 150 acres, to 500, to 1,000, to 5,000, whatever. God has a way of multiplying our seed, giving us the ability to grow on from here. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Remember, God is here. <laughs>